What's up, fool? This is the Sore Losers BMX Podcast. My name is Justin Cobley. I'm out here on Long Island, New York. I'm here with my friend Austin Mazer. He's in Mallorca, Spain. Today we've got my friend Dylan O'Leary on the podcast. What could I say about Dylan? Oh boy. The man coined the term Long Island legend. I may have said it first in passing, but he really brought it to life. Dylan's been riding a long ass time. We're talking like CVS ledge days. Dylan's an excellent photographer, owner of many broken cars, and soon a whole damn house. So without any more ums or likes, here's the podcast. All right, welcome to the roast of Dylan O'Leary. How are you guys doing today? I guess not good What's now. Nah, <laughs> it'll be fine, it'll be fine. What's going on? What's up, guys? Not too much. Glad to be with you guys virtually. Thanks for yeah. doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, you didn't give me a choice. You made me feel bad that I wasn't on video. Yeah, I appreciate being able to see your face. You know, it just makes me feel good. Yeah, Justin has a certain way of uh, really pushing you into doing things that you don't want to do. Well, like I said, he got mad at me because I tried to explain to him how Discord works and he got upset. <laughs> no, I think the term you used was ornery, don't, which I had yeah, to I look said, up. Don't get ornery. Yeah. Yeah, you've never seen, uh, what was it, Billy Madison? No, not Billy Madison, Waterboy. Waterboy, like, no, I haven't seen it. so ornery. Mama says they're ornery because they have all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> nice one, nice. That actually was in the the example when I looked it up. <laughs> the alligator <laughs> reference, yeah, uh, perfect. <laughs> so Austin, what have you been up to lately? Heard you've been uh, getting poured on in Mallorca. Yeah, yeah, I've been like a good week and a half now, of just straight rain every day. Um. Had a break, maybe Thursday, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like Thursday. Went out for a little little cruise and then was trying some stupid ice pick 180 thing, a short thing, and got like a dead spin and fell weird. I mean, I just kind of fell on my side, but I instead of like the side that hit the ground being like the injured part, like I injured the inside of my knee. Weird. I did, like I just hit it on I don't know, maybe the frame hit it actually, I don't know. But yeah, so after that then I iced it and stuff and then I went riding the next day because it was dry. And then I was fucking around flat ground and I was like Yeah, I don't know, I just want to do a fakie bar. So like I just go on flat ground, like fakie, go to do the bar spin and kind of two lean back and then you just take your feet off the pedals. And obviously it was pedal bite right to the exact spot that I had injured mm -hmm. and I couldn't even walk. I had to go sit on the bench and that was it basically. And then this weekend I took off because I was just icing it a bunch, trying to get the swelling down and yeah. And now it's going to rain again this next week. Yeah, that's rough. I guess it's kind of just the season right now. Kind of all stuck yeah. with it. We got a lot of rain here too. Yeah. But you've been, you've been out a bunch, you know, it's what, three weeks since we haven't done the pot, do, been uh, doing the podcast. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. cause like, I'll see on your Instagram story, you're like somewhere or, I mean, you were in Philly yesterday. I was in Pennsylvania yesterday. Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, uh, Dylan chose to work, so he couldn't join us. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, everyone said they weren't going until sunday and then it was supposed to rain today which it didn't 
So I was like, all right, I'll take a shift at work for some overtime. And then literally 20 minutes later, Bryce is like, oh, we're going to go now. And I was like, too late. I already said yes. So gotcha. that was fun. Yeah, you know, we like missed you. but having fun and I was working. There's always next time. But we went to a uh, little devil, Derek Adams' house, rode his backyard. private session? Yeah, it was it was a private sesh. It was uh, kind of weird because I think they had something like a jam like last weekend. A little more of an open invite, but mm. yesterday we got like a private sesh and it was awesome. Yeah. It was supposed to be both weekends, like last weekend and this weekend. And then, I don't know. I guess no one went today mm. or yesterday, whatever it was. Just you guys went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, us and the pups. Yeah, because I had heard you t- like... Cause gang was gang went to a jam somewhere. Genghis Khan, like Gang Wangju. Yeah, yeah, he went to a a jam. And where did he go? Like a bowl jam or something? No, uh, maybe Owl's Isn't Head that? or something, something like the city. Yeah, something like that. But so then you were saying you were going to a jam and stuff. Yeah, yeah I was I pretty know. much just along for the ride with Johnny. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he's got a spot open, you just show up, get in the car. Yeah. Who am I talking about, Dylan? The Long Island, Island legend. Island legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one and the only. Justin proclaimed Long Island, Long Island legend. legend. I tell him he's that all the time and he gets so upset. It's true, though. It is true. Johnny's awesome. Yeah. He's all right. He's okay. Yeah, we can't talk him up too much. <laughs> nah, we can't do another stroke fest. We already did one nah, episode of stroke. One, one was bad enough. Just wait until we get him on. That's going to be really bad. <laughs> I was trying uh, we tried. Night, I was like, yeah. "You're gonna come on?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's not gonna come on. He will. He will in the end. When if he manages to ride, like you stroke him off the whole time, I'm gonna be upset. Nah, nah, I definitely won't. Don't worry. I mean, the way to get him on is you give him the 3D printer in exchange for him coming on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah, that's the perfect plan. Yeah. The way to get him on is to show up at his house with all the equipment and just, just set it up. Yeah. <laughs> Now nah, we'll sort it out when Austin's here. It's going to be cool because Austin's coming back home to visit. What'd you say? December uh, 20-something? December. Yeah, so yeah. Austin will be here in the flesh, and then we're going to line up some podcasts in person. So definitely yeah. want to try to do a Johnny one, a couple other people in mind. Lex. Lex, for sure. Yeah, Lex and Jamie Lex. Beswick. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> He's 100% serious. He wants to, to do one with Jamie Beswick, and he could make it happen. He probably can. Dude, Lex has connections. That's hilarious. Yeah. The Bethpage legend. Have you ever met Lex Austin? Uh, I don't think so. You've probably You've maybe probably come passing, across him. You're probably too nervous to talk to him. Yeah, he's... He's an God. intimidating figure, truly. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't think of a time, but... If you've ridden Bethpage, you've probably come across him. They're at Bethpage right now. They're literally at Bethpage right now. Yeah. <laughs> With Lex. But yeah, you got to meet yeah. him. You'll understand. Yeah, I heard a lot when I was listening to the, the Woodward podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you probably heard him cackling in the background. Yeah. So Dylan. Cackling <laughs> is the best way to explain it. <laughs> yeah awesome talk the uh awesome talk that, that was that, that was his review of the talk. podcast yeah he texted me first of all i had to send him the link to the podcast in like three or four different forms i like linked him 
through like the Apple podcast. Then I sent him the web link. Then I sent him like the, the actual audio. And like after like four or five tries, I got no response. And then he just said, awesome talk. Which that's, I mean, that's all the validation I need really. So yeah, I mean, it was good to hear. It made me feel good. That's hilarious. No. Uh, having him in that group chat now makes my day so much better. Makes everything better. Yeah. Where is he from? Like he's he's from the island. Yeah, he's from Ecuador. Oh, Ecuador or Ecuador originally, I think. I think but so. He lives yeah. in like Hempstead or something. West Hempstead. Oh. He lives right by Hofstra. He's uh, maybe now. I'm like, if he's, I don't know. Now he, I have like a vague rides, memory, maybe. He rides with a full face, a pink full face helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He usually wears like neon high top shoes, slim white pants. A, a t-shirt. Bikes. Now he's got the jet fuel bike, though. Yeah, so he's oh, got shit. at least no, six really or seven him. different bikes. No, no he literally has like a bike for every day of the week. Wow! He and he rides them. He rides them all. He just switches them out like randomly. What Jeez. about on Friday night when I show up there and he's got the Chrome GT from 1985 with the pink Sky Max? What was that like a GT Performer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was better than Justin's bike. And naturally, it was just uh, it was a gift to him. He didn't pay for it. It just came to him. Somebody, people just give him bikes. I actually feel like I saw this on your Instagram story. You you saw it get obsession. Johnny Fitchham whipped it. Do like a train off of a a little kicker. Yeah, did the most painful one footer of my life on that bike. (laughs) Did the most painful bar spin. Both bar ends smashed me in the leg. Yeah, bicycle not meant to be barred. You bar spun the, the, the GT performer. Right? Oh yeah. Had to be done. Wow. It's like we have Bryce. Johnny Whip it. He ta- so Bryce uh is more like the guy who tail whips the inappropriate bikes. He does literally everyone's bike. It's insane. <laughs> but I don't I think Bryce was not even down for the performer whip. <laughs> we'll see though. If we took it to Beth Page, maybe. He would do it out of the fly out. 100%. He probably would, yeah. The mag wheels might not be happy, but... The mag wheels will probably fold as soon as he lands. But... <laughs> it's possible. How is uh, Johnny's compound coming along? It's, uh, it's a work in progress. Um, we've got like a pretty good regular crew going to his backyard mm. digging. But, you know, it's like not really the right season. And we're digging in the dark. So it's like, yeah. it's tough, but... The first, like the the main line, we're up to the third jump now, and like, to me, they're not small jumps. Mm, yeah, to anyone, sure. they're not small jumps. No. What do you think, Dylan? When it's done, they're, are you going to jump them? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the biggest sigh. They're it's weird because like they're not huge. But they are. They're like they're just giant spines. Yeah, they're tall, but the they're like what eight foot gaps, if that. Yeah, I think the like biggest big one... enough to be intimidating a little bit. Yeah, it's like the landings are just huge, but they're not like <laughs> that ridiculous. Like they're kind of banky, but the the lips yeah. are like straight like up. Just, yeah, they're just quarter pipes. Oof. But you've you know how Johnny is. Like, he's like these are tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, you jump everything at Caddy and wherever you go, and they're small to you there too. So, 
Yeah, we went to uh to Derek's Adams yard, which has like mm-hmm. a pretty good pretty good jump line off to the left side. And Johnny called them smedium jumps, which is his kind way of saying they're small and easy to jump. Yeah. And it took everything in me to make it through the line by the end of the day. Really? Like I was getting spit off the side of the lips. I threw my bike, jumped and landed like on top of the the top of the landing. Uh, one yeah. of the one of the jumps, I landed fully ninety degrees and did a double tire slide down, and then like slid on my ass the rest of the way. I had a skid mark on my pants the whole rest of the day. It was great. You're also riding a terrible bike. You know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't d- say your bike isn't really fit for so, dirt jumping. Let no, me explain before you slander my my other bicycle. Here, I'm doing air quotes. Trail bike. Oh, jeez. <sighs> The brakes <laughs> it's a work in progress because His it's my old we the people frame and some miscellaneous parts because i wanted a frame with brakes but the pathfinder frame that i'm on doesn't have brake mounts yeah. so i wanted to at least see if brakes would give me a little more dirt jump confidence and they for sure do but yeah i know this bicycle you know, it's not pristine. It's uh, call it a bicycle. It's it's certainly a bicycle. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's battle proven. It's a little battle little dinged proven. and dented, but it's all there. <laughs> it's it's solid, really. You guys, you guys just don't give it enough credit. But I just des- I deserve it. The, the GT performer felt better than your bike, and that was that's a, not a true. Straight that's... through consensus with everyone there. <laughs> You guys just want to make me feel bad. I know it. Mm-hmm. You guys are just doing it. Now, actually, you're doing it out of kindness because you don't want me to get hurt. But that's that's mostly yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I also like to make fun of everyone, but it, at the same time, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I accept it. But the brake bike is still fun. Something different to I mess got, with. I have I have brake cables for you. Hold on. I think they're like literally right here. There's somewhere. I got a whole bunch of Odyssey cables. I'll give you one. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll accept a cable donation. Yeah, Do you tap the brakes when you're in the air? Um, I did a few times. Like, I'm not really that good with, like, the brake control, especially, yeah. like, in the air. But I definitely did. There's one time where I jumped the box jump there, and mm. I knew I was too steep, so I just, like, grabbed, I, like, locked up the brakes in the air. And they were all, like did your bike break in the air or did you actually use the brakes? <laughs> I was like, no, that, that was, that was intentional. My bike, it works well enough to get over. You got to get a different set of bars. Cause your brake lever is literally like 90 degrees from the bars. Yep. So I'm running, uh, Pedro Pepe BMX. He, uh, he wanted to trade bars with me and, mm. you know, I had a spare set of we, the people bars that I wasn't using when I built up my new bike. So I was like, okay, Pepe, you can you can run my bars. Just give me a set so that I have like a a whole bike that I can eventually turn into something like a cruiser. Like I was even thinking about making it a twenty four, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm riding these uh these big four piece bars, and Pepe cut them down probably like half an inch on either side, so the lever is like on the bend and it's it's angled kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's not ideal, but you know, it's a work in progress. It's kind of just like a, a mess around bike 
transition bike. Hmm. I guess it's something. So Dylan, I have a, uh, a question written in from an anonymous listener and, uh, he wants to know why every car you own is broken. What's up with that? <laughs> he's, he's not happy. I already know who wrote this. You don't. Could it's, be anyone. It's Johnny. No. It could be anyone. I mean, I've narrowed it down to like one other person. Yeah. It's Bryce. Uh, it could why be. Every car I have is broken. I just had this conversation with him today. You, so he I, just I'm wants to shame house. you, you publicly you can't fix on record. All the time. What's up? He just wants to shame you publicly. Then, like he knows the story. This was just his his oh, yeah, jab he at knows you. The story. Yeah. We've gone over this ten thousand times. Well, I don't know the story. I know actually, your turbo had metal shavings in it, which which uh, which, which turbo? Very... No, the, the turbo on, on my the Audi. S4 yeah. So what what vehicles do you something... have actually? What's what's the story here? Start from the beginning. <laughs> I have <laughs> a I have a Mark IV GTI and I have a B9 S4. I have a truck. Some motorcycles. They're all broken. <laughs> Everything. Uh, the 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 B nine S four, the turbo had something pulled through it, a foreign object went through it and it blew apart, got sucked into the motor, the metal shavings got sucked into the motor, so it needs a motor and a turbo. And I'm waiting for Audi to warranty it. And the Mark Four it's just a disaster. It's always been a disaster. It's a Mark IV. Mark IVs are disasters. I own Mark one. Mark IV Austin, that's, that's my old blue car. The hatch. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was so, a nightmare. Especially because mine got flooded with like two and a half feet of water, oof, which got yeah, up into the like, wheel wells and should have just like totaled it. But the engine ran, the electronics seemed okay until like weeks later when it started just turning yeah. off on the highway. So yeah, your car, I feel like even before that, your the your car was some weird like the radio was only working if I forgot the, or there's something with the lights maybe. Like I remember you had to have like something off or like you couldn't use a certain thing in order to like use the radio or. Yeah, it had, had it had weird, some weird quirks. Weird yeah. I mean, it was a yeah. Volkswagen. That's like what you expect, but you mm -hmm. don't expect it to just not turn on sometimes, and. You know, at one point I would be getting out of work, I'd go to turn my car on and there would just be nothing, but I knew that it wasn't like, there was no way to diagnose it, at least with the skills that I had. There's so, always a way. It's called fire. Fire. That's essentially what happened with mine. Burn but, the fucking thing. It's a Volkswagen. But I would literally try to start my car, give up. I would walk to the park around the corner and I would just chill in the park for like 15, 20 minutes just reflect on life and then i'd go back and the car would start and i did this multiple times there was no explanation for why but it just like needed to like it needed some some alone time i guess yeah but it, it was a nightmare i feel your pain yeah, and then you got and then you got the the nissan and i feel like that thing kind of stuck around for a while what the uh the hatch yeah, i'm running now yeah yeah it's a car it's essentially like a lunchbox on wheels. Like no, it's the Volkswagen. Not... Like I remember one after you got your new car, like the Volkswagen was just there hanging out for we a while. We just scrapped it like yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. 
it's finally a couple months ago yeah it's finally out of my life because jesus my dad had some plans he was thinking about like repairing it because he helped me he like had a friend of his do the suspension for like super cheap so like yeah. i kind of owed him from the car and he i just was like okay do what you want with it and he did nothing and then we scrapped it <laughs> so rest in peace my mark four yeah r.i.p i can't yeah I, I i want to do it but the amount of money i've put into mine i can't just get rid of it and scrap it <sighs> yeah luckily mine was as a commuter car which a mark four probably should never be your your daily drive commute car so no that's not true for the first year that they were built that's about it and after owning it for a year they just fall apart yeah yeah basically all right hit me with the next killer of a question (laughs) no i think uh you're gonna save them i'm gonna save save the hammers for when you're least expecting it (laughs) yeah i already i'm picturing i already know what some of them are gonna be you could probably guess, yeah. But I heard, yeah. I but really, everything. I wanted to talk to you about photo stuff because uh, I love that stuff, especially like, you know, it's hard to find somebody to nerd out with. So, yeah, I guess, uh, how did you get into shooting BMX or just shooting in general? Like, um, I got into it mostly because of BMX. Like, I... um obviously rode for forever and then i got into photo stuff and then there's you probably know who keith romanowski is yeah of course legendary long island photographer who doesn't shoot anymore well he does but he works for like macy's or something now as a product photographer but yeah basically him like i knew i the guys from my town that i grew up with were all a couple years older than me and they were friends with him so like i would see his stuff all all the time because he was shooting pictures actually bryce has some photos from him from back in the day but Damn. basically him like he had this way of his lighting was always on point and that's that's why like i always focus mostly on like off-camera flash stuff it's just always been what i try to do just like i, I guess i rely on it more you'd call it that um and he, the way he used like gels and, and lit things it just it always blew my mind and back in the days of aim i used to talk to him almost every day i was probably like 14 and he would answer me and talk to me for hours and it just kind of like pushed me deeper into the photography and then as i got older and had a little bit of money i was able to buy some flashes and you know a decent put together camera. a kit yeah yeah i mean it's nothing like i have now i don't even have anything crazy now but i have enough for like what i try to do i have a couple you know good strobes and stuff like that so there's always more you want to buy it's just it's so much money and as a hobby you can't i can't spend thirty thousand dollars on a camera set up just for a hobby no no it's it's way overkill although it's tempting to just buy all the gear like yeah and then like as as i stayed with the photography stuff like i I took photo classes in high school and when i would show up to my college classes i had took some photography classes um and then yeah like I, i moved to maryland for a year and i rode with some guys down there and definitely got way more into it and uh really focused on like learning how to light off camera flash stuff and like buying things to like help with that and then 
when I stopped riding, I still shot for a little bit, shot some car stuff and, you know, beaches and whatever. Yeah, I think you showed me bullshit. some of that, you know, like <laughs> yeah. photos of uh, old cars in the woods, tractors yeah. and flowers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love and shooting then, that uh, stuff, though. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. I need to make more time to do it. Like during COVID, when I wasn't working, I was going out every day by myself and just going and shooting stuff just because what else were you going to do, you know? Yeah. And then I, because of COVID, I got back into riding after not riding for almost 10 years and uh, ran into Johnny at Montauk Skate Park and pretty much been hanging out with him. But like, he's the one who's kind of also been like, oh, you got to like upgrade your kid a little bit. So, and Mike Carney. We, I used his another Long Island camera. legend. Me and Johnny looked at each other and we're both like, "We gotta, we gotta get mirrorless." And I literally like went like a week later and bought one. So wait, was that the time that I rode with you at Montauk, or was that like the next time after? No, that yeah. was. That was that's how I met you, I think. Yeah, I'm sure we passed each other. Well, I mean, you're how old are you? I'm um, 26. Yes, yeah, so me. We probably saw each other at Green Lawn or something at some point, but. Basically, like when I moved to Maryland, I broke my shoulder and then came back, and I've had I had a lot of issues with it. So I was like, I can't ride anymore. So I stopped, and then stopped for way too long. Between like mm-hmm. relationships and adulting and all that stuff, it kind of just went onto the back burner of trying to get out and ride. Then it became just, you know, ten years almost, just about ten years. Well, gotcha. Was that because but, you had tried to like? Did you try to do a trick on the ice or something and like slipped? What was what yeah. was the story there? Yeah. It was like so I came back for Christmas, and I met up with dudes I rode with in high school, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go to Kings Park and like go meet up with some of the Kings Park dudes and ride." And it was, it was snowing like all prior to that, so there was just snow piles in the parking lot. We were playing a game of bike, and it was dark out. And being competitive, I was like, "I have to win." I was like, "I'm gonna 180 over the snow pile." Didn't look, just rode over to it and jumped over it. Did a 180, and landed on black ice. And oh, wow just Jeez. slammed to the ground and i was like oh, uh, i tweaked my shoulder and then i was like yeah i'm done for the day for the night and as i'll be like as time went on it just kept getting more and more painful and then it started to swell up and i remember i came home and i looked at my mom and i was like i think i hurt my shoulder and i take my shirt off and my shoulder was a watermelon she's like well uh, we're going to the hospital oh my God. so i just broke like everything pretty much Jeez. and uh took like thankfully it was in the winter time so i was like oh it's the winter like i'll just rehab and then go back out to riding and they're like oh we want you to have surgery and all this stuff which i never ended up getting and then i tried riding again and it just hurt so bad like everything hurt like trying to even do a jet hop was the most painful thing so i just stopped for a while started playing hockey again and uh i would go out riding like once in a while and then uh yeah next thing i knew it was 10 years later and covid hits and I was talking, I was on Discord talking to my buddy James and we were drinking. He was like, let's go ride Stony Brook. And I'm like, fuck it, let's go ride Stony Brook. And we both were riding. We were doing like some 180s and stuff. And he was like, we got to ride more. And then the next thing I know, what, two or three years later now, riding as much as I possibly can at almost 31. So, awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you around. Definitely and, glad uh, it didn't didn't put a permanent end to your uh, your yeah. riding. Yeah. Were you, it's always like were the you riding stuff with Johnny when you, you were... Back you know, in like the day, the yeah, I mean, like, stuff? yeah, I mean, back in the day, we'd run into each other. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Oil City. I'm sure you do. Yeah, but like, it was pretty much on Friday nights. If you rode BMX, you were at Oil City. No matter oh, was where it you eleven lived, to one? To was it BMX yeah, only? You stayed there yeah. until five o'clock in the morning and rode all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Johnny would always show up with like Steve K or Mike, and I always was like very, like Mike Carney was. I, if you guys know who he is, Justin, I'm sure you do. Of course. He was yeah. always like such a good dude. And he he used to ride a lot. He was pretty good. 
But Johnny was always like incredibly good. He'll never admit he is, but he's always been one of the better riders around. Yeah. For so. sure. Yeah. Don- Johnny's dialed. Although he's too humble about it. He gets mad when you talk mm-hmm. him up. <laughs> or if, but if you talk shit to him, you know, well, can you do the trick? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. Dylan, you're not going to believe this, but yesterday he shot a photo of a trick and he did it first try and accepted the photo. No. Does that sound like him? Who took the picture, Todd? Todd took it, yeah. Wow. But that's uh there were many attempts leading up to it, but he did the actual trick like he was doing toboganairs and the photo wasn't working out, the angle wasn't right, the lighting wasn't really set up for it, I guess. Uh I think it was just mostly the angle. But anyway, fires out the next trick and that was the one, one and done. Hmm. So miracles do happen. You it was on get, a quarter? It's on a quarter. What do you think he did? It was a tabletop. It was a tabletop. Exactly. Was there a handoff or a foot off? Nah, both hands and feet on. It was a tabletop oh, wow. out of and he, and he a 10 foot one. quarter pipe that was extremely tough to ride because it was like, uh, I can't remember exactly where the, I don't know if the ramps came from somebody else's spot originally or they were just built to mimic that. But the quarter was built in 2004, or at least it came into place in 2004. And it's just like that. It almost reminds me of like the the show days when like they would set up a quarter pipe just to like see who could air the highest on their GT performer while they're wearing like the full BMX team uniform. Like it's that sort of quarter pipe. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's a tenth of a quarter, but I think it still had a whole foot of vert on it. So it was just like a crazy quarter to ride. I'm surprised he took Todd got lucky then. Todd got lucky and I think Johnny was really <laughs> tired. And it was like <laughs> Oh, so that photo's not gonna see the light of day is what you're saying. I think it will because it's just such a cool spot to have a photo at that like right. I hope it sees the light of day. Cause like you could see it's like the little devil ramps. And like yeah. they're not just like boring brown quarter pipes. They're like green painted with like this cool like pattern up at the top. Mm-hmm. Like it's just cool looking ramps. And it's a really good table. Like Johnny even was like he didn't have anything to say about it when I like peeked over his shoulder. So hopefully we'll see that one. But he is too picky. Oh, he's the fucking don't even get me. But I think it's a good that. thing in a way, because I think it does make you a better rider but there is a certain 100%. point where you have to accept I mean, good enough yeah nothing's good enough for him no never he does the best tables i've seen in well besides matt cordova but he does the best tables i've seen in person and he's never they're never good enough. they're always oh my tables no. suck my tables suck i'm like you're comparing yourself to guys who are like you know like you know, we were riding at Kona and Matt Cordova was doing tables right in front of me. And I was like, I get it. Like his are insane, but mm-hmm. yeah, dude, you're yeah, riding the but, weekends, you but know? Johnny's are really good too. Yeah. Obviously, no, they he, are. Yeah. But obviously, like, yeah, like you said, he's very particular about, about them and stuff, but doesn't see them as anything special. So Dylan, who's your favorite rider to shoot with? To shoot with? <laughs> You're Does his make, name start with a J? My friends the bus right now. No. <laughs> uh, I shoot a lot. I mean, I shoot 
played a lot with Johnny and Bryce, mostly, just because I'm with them all the time, and me and Bryce ride a lot. Um, Bryce, I might, I might like better to shoot with because he always has a million things he wants to shoot. And I can just be like, you want to shoot a picture? He's like, yeah, I think I want to do like, you know, a look, a lot of look backs or tail whips, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. shooting with Johnny's a pain in the ass because nothing's ever good enough. So I could be like, oh wow, I like this picture, and he's like, my fucking turn down's terrible. It's not four hundred and fifty degree turn bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fair enough. I'll say Bryce, just because you know what? Fuck Bryce. It's Johnny because he <laughs> asked that stupid question about my car. <laughs> Yeah. I think I've only ever shot one photo with Johnny. Was that the uh like, the, like downside Smith at Huntington? Like, yeah, like he, it's a really like cool him photo. photo of me. And yeah, it was the downside Smith. Yeah, people don't realize that like well, I mean, I'm sure people do, but like for like the most part, they don't realize that all of his photos are he sets everything up and then hands the camera to someone, yeah. which is yeah, the yeah. hardest thing to photo do. Like, I have issues with that. Button pressure. Yeah. I've gotten so many photo assists, I it pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, I uh, think the photo assist, it mainly comes from the lighting, I think. Like, I think if if Johnny is the one setting up all the flashes, and he's sort of, like, guiding the composition, it kind of, he yeah, is he, kind of taking the photo in a way, so I get it. Yeah. But yeah. it's no, kind of a gray a, area. He knows a lot about photography. I mean, he's been shooting for a long time also, but he knows a lot about photography. Like, mm-hmm. he's... And even like film and all that, like every he knows everything. He knows way more than I do about like the technical side of it, especially when it comes to like lighting and stuff. Like I'll shoot a picture and be like, "Oh, you shot it at that at too high of a shutter speed," just by looking over my shoulder at at the screen. Mm-hmm. And I'll just look at him and shake my head. Yeah, he's been doing it long enough that he like he has that instinct built in pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you learn to light, by the way? Because that's something that's uh. I've done some off-camera flash, but it's always kind of intimidated me to, like, dive in with, like, three flashes and triggers and, like, you know, where to set the flashes up even and, like, how to set the power. Like, it's just, it's kind of a mystery. I use, like, more than 10 years ago. It still exists. It's called the Strobist. It used to be a blog spot. And it That's was, like, this uh, dude just the bald posting. guy. What's his name? Strobist. He, he became like a is. Fuji ambassador guy. Yeah, so, so yeah. he yeah, I'm familiar he with him. Calls it like a, a class now, but it's it's a website, and it's become ten times, if not more, of what it was when I found it as a blog spot. And like I said, it was like legitimately a blog spot, like what like the come up used to be. Like it was just blog posts, and he was like explaining, you know, if if. If you're doing, you know, if you're lighting like this at this, t- you know, it was all just like the from like the very beginning of like what you should buy and what you should work on. It, it, it was a class. Like he was trying to set it up as a class, but now it's like it's crazy. It's a it's a website and it's like there's videos and stuff. But it, he's talks about now how he's got like hundreds of students, quote unquote, that have become professional photographers. Whether it's you know whatever part of photography, you know, you know weddings and and product and all that stuff but yeah that dude made his own career out of that right i think his name's david hobby he told you like oh you gotta set your flashes up like this it was just all like the technical parts like what power to shoot at what happens when you use that power and like how long the duration of the strobe is because like the longer 
the more power you use, the longer the strobe is going to be. Mm-hmm. Even though to your eye it looks like a millisecond, it's actually like you know it's a it's little bit longer. It's not going to freeze action it as well. Yeah, yeah, how long the the sensor is going to record it for? Mm-hmm. And then like when you start shooting, like what I do now with like high high speed sync, with the shutter opening and closing, how long that duration of the flash is will show up in a photo mm-hmm. if you don't know how to set up properly. You'll see it when the when the shutter closes. If you're at too high of a shutter speed, it'll you'll see that that gradient line or that black. You'll see the shutter closing inside mm-hmm. the picture in the in the frame. Yeah, so, the high speed sync thing's crazy because it's like almost cheating compared to like the old school flashes. Because it basically allows yeah, you to use much faster shutter speeds and still sync up with the flash, right? Yeah, I mean, like yesterday I shot some pictures of Quadros, and I was probably shooting at an eight hundredth of a second and a typical cameras typical camera can only most of the time does two hundredth of a second to two fiftieth of a second. Yeah, that's your max high speed flash sync, sync speed. And high high speed sync and um hypersync you which they're very similar. Hypersync is just pocket wizard's um term for well, it no, maybe I, it, or is that a camera thing? It's I guess but like it's it like there's differences between the both i'm probably getting this wrong but i know like one is you shoot at full power on your flashes and you adjust everything through shutter speed the the other one is you can adjust your shutter speed and your the power of your flashes and so you could shoot at a thousandth of a second and still use your flashes because before that like i said you could only use two hundredth of a second and you had to, mm-hmm. you know, everything had to be done by like, if the sun's too strong and you don't have strong enough flashes, you weren't getting the picture. It was just going to be motion blur. Yeah. And before I started using these techniques, it was always an issue with me. Like, I got to wait till like four o'clock till I can shoot a picture because the sun's not going to cooperate. Yeah. I feel like before any of this was around, like so many BMX like flash photos were all shot at dusk for that reason. Because mm-hmm. it just exactly. like, yeah. that was the ideal lighting condition with flashes and the limited shutter speed yeah and like nowadays if you use like a 600 watt strobe you know you could probably beat the sun like there's those guys um, gut stains is really good at it he shot a lot of like he's called the the first hypersync or something or whatever his name is yeah i don't know what his name is personally i've never met him but it's tristan uses tristan something i'm not good with names yeah he he uses um i believe he uses like Einstein's, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and pocket. Wi- I think he used big, pocket wizards. Big I'm flashes, probably big wrong. strobes. I'm just going off the top of my head, but yeah, he shoots in broad daylight. You know, high shutter speeds, high ISO, and no problems because mm-hmm. he's using extremely strong. You know, he's got car batteries powering those strobes. Yeah, I uh, was so. lucky enough to to shoot with Jeff Z, and I tried to move his camera bag, and it was like he had cinder blocks in it, but it's basically mm-hmm. just the car batteries, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane yeah. that they lug those around like Yeah, I don't I I've I've seen people like use like the high-end pro photo stuff and like the Einsteins and whatnot, but um the I mean, I don't have the money for that. I don't want to spend the money on that kind of stuff. Like I I'm cool with my setup. I, it gets it gets through it gets the job done for what I'm trying to do. I'm not in magazines and I'm I'm shooting for my friends and for the fun of it, so so what is your, uh, since we did talk about gear a little bit, what's your camera and flash setup real quick? I have a Nikon Z6 II, which is their newer 
uh, almost top of the line mirrorless full frame camera. So like mm-hmm. they make a Z7 and Z7 II that are like their highest end full frame mirrorless. And then my flashes are nothing crazy. They're just Godoxes. And I just use all their Godox stuff, which is, I believe it's B&H. I think Adorama is the other one, which is Flashpoint. I believe B&H is Godox. They're yeah, the I same think they're, they're like Flashpoints yeah. and Godox are the same thing. Yeah, you sent me a link um, to them once. Yeah, and they work great. Like, I have little, um, like little medium throw, like, reflector dishes that I use, and I use the glass filament uh, bulbs for it because they're interchangeable. You can use the regular head or the glass filament head. And I always use the glass filament head. It's just a better light. And yeah, I mean, I only have two, three, two hundred watts. Then I have like a couple bullshit Nikon speed lights, but I don't really use those anymore. Once I got the Godoxes, I just stopped using the the, the speed lights, which mm-hmm. is like regular flashes. Isn't there something too with like the quality of the light from a strobe versus a speed light's different? Like it's the full spectrum, so it yeah, you get more almost, the lights. The, the speed light is very intense in one spot. Mm-hmm. You forget what I'm saying. You could put an umbrella on it and kind of spread the light out, but that's for a studio setup. When you're shooting out in the element and you need to cover an area, like I've had situations where like I've used a speed light with also using my strobes, but most of the time I just use the the strobes just because like they're stronger than the speed. Like one of my two hundreds is two if not three of the speed lights i have so mm-hmm. they just do a better job in general yeah yeah and and Makes i can sense. i have the dish for it so i can spread light better but i mean i fuck up most of my shots anyway <laughs> so most of the time i'm fucking aggro i just was bitching to you before about a shot so yeah it happens especially like uh when somebody else hands you the camera like in my case it's hard to uh, you cut their head off. Cut your head off. Put the flash in the frame. With a fish eye, yeah. you cut my head off. Yeah. Speaking of fish eyes, what is your deal with the fish eye, not fish eye thing? Because you shoot with the <laughs> fish <was> eye <laughs> because it's distorted and super wide, and then you undo some of the distortion. Is that is that correct? Bit. I'm still confused by that. <laughs> I take a little bit. It depends on the shot. Sometimes I'll take some distortion out, make it look more wide angle. Depends, like, on, I don't know, I'm just weird. I edit weird. I, everything I do, I think, is weird when it comes to photo stuff. I'm always looking for, like, some weird angle to shoot through a hole or some weird thing, like... The photo you showed me from work, Tanner turned out really cool more with one of those, yeah. Yeah, I shot a picture of... Well, I, sh- I think I showed you the one of Johnny, too, that I shot through, like, a palette. I don't think I saw that. At, no, I, sh- I think I showed it to you on Friday. I said, that, well, I'm showing you all the stuff I want to put in for the dig thing. The one was Bryce through the chain link fence doing the turn down over the spine. And the other mm-hmm. one was Johnny doing the table air on uh, that our friend Dylan's ramp in Jersey. He's got a crazy ramp. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shot it through a palette. So you have like two black lines on the side of the photo. And you can see Johnny doing a table on the quarter. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a palette. That makes sense now. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it just do black bars, basically. But I'm always looking to, like, find something to, like, put in the foreground to, like, kind of change change the composition. Yeah, it just makes it a little more interesting. Gives it some, like, exactly. some sense of depth, even, when you get yeah. that, like, foreground I, element that's, like, out of focus. I try not to shoot fisheye that much, too, just because I, you can, sometimes you can rely on it because it's simpler. Yeah, it's, it's, it's to, a crutch even with stuff. filming, too. Feel like it's hard yeah, to put sure, down the yeah. fisheye, right, Austin? Yeah. 
But not when you don't have the adapter. Huh? Well, you didn't have the adapter for your HVX for like two, three months. Yeah. But to the point where now, like I almost just rather not even put it on. I actually maybe used it for the first time the other day, actually. Really? Nice. Yeah. I like shooting like... It depends on the trick too. Like if if you want to show like, if you want to make people look like they're going higher and bigger, the oh, fisheye yeah. is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. But like, I I love like the the feeling of a long lens shot where you have like the person smaller in, in the frame and you're showing like a lot of things going on around the shot. Yeah, yeah you can usually like the shots I took a quadrant context like a little that. better I shot from. I shot a picture of him doing a table on the A-foot, and I shot it from sitting in front of where everyone sits on the deck by, like, the far side. I shot it mm-hmm. sitting in front of that quarter. So you have, like, the grind boxes in front of me, and then the, the bank and the rail, mm. and then the quarters behind it. Nice. So uh, thank you, by the way, for reminding me about the dig photo contest. Uh, do you know, like, what's... Because I think you know more about it than me. When is the deadline again? It's like the 25th of November. You Five have to submit photos. Days. It's in four days. Jesus, I have so yeah. much editing to do. Um, yeah, it's in four days. It's November 25th. It's like a little contest to get into like their one issue, one physical issue a year. They call it a photo issue. Which is basically um, like a... um, like the, It's like a coffee table book, book at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like a big it's, format. It's, it's awesome. not... I, it's... Being that there's no physical magazines anymore and everything's on the internet, it's cool to have at least yeah. one company that's like, like, you know, we want to show support to our photo- to photographers because mm-hmm. in BMX now, it's all video. There's no, like, nobody cares about photographers. Yeah, there's just not such like a concrete outlet for it, at least in physical yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still have like, you know, Jeff Z and Dalecki and a bunch of other guys are still getting posted on pages and they're still like people know who they are you're still always going to have a photographer to show because i feel like sometimes a video makes makes things like you know you can see what's what's happening but sometimes that photo makes things look so much more epic like it could just be an ice pick on a rail but the way that it's shot and the lighting and, and everything that angle, you know everything just makes it look crazier than it actually was or just shows the craziness of the actual trick yeah i agree yeah, I, I think agree. a photo too just like has more longevity to it like a really one really amazing photo is like more memorable and special than like Mm -hmm. a five minute web video like years down the road i I don't want to sound like a hater it's i love videos i love watching what's going on in bmx for good or for bad but you know just always when you see that photo of like a trick you've seen you know Dennis Anderson, for example. And if you see if you see that picture of the tail up of him jumping off of that, uh, uh, the container, building in right? The giant or the back bank of building, or, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. When he tail up into the huge bank, like there's a photo of it. It makes it look so much crazier than yeah. the video because the video is like a split second. Yeah, you can rewind it and watch it a bunch of times. So when you sit there and stare at a photo and really see how big it is Dissects and how he looks, everything like about the spot, there. exactly. You know, like, like yeah, it's. I, I am partial because I've always shot photos. I, I used to do video stuff. I've done it in the past. I've made a bunch of videos over the years. I mean, maybe not to the extent that you've done it, but I made like little web videos and stuff when I lived in Maryland and when I was in high school and shit, but just always found myself going back to the camera and just shooting pictures. Yeah. I think you even showed me a clip 
riding CVS ledge back in the day, right? Yeah. So we have a mutual some, connection I stole there. Some Stephen Hamilton stuff. Uh, oh, it was shit. a milk crate, like a trick, slide right? on a milk crate to bump up like the loading uh, gate to manual to bar. And that was yeah, probably okay. like that was a while. That was a long time ago. That was in a. That's from a video actually that we filmed. That doesn't it exists, but it can't be found. It's like in it's some weird Smith Vimeo account that's like buried. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's on a Vimeo account that's set to private. Yeah. Oh, there's so some it's good really, stuff in that video too. Yeah. Like I did a huge 360 gap. It was off of a kicker ramp, but I gapped into like a fucking giant, uh, what's it called, uh, grass bank, and it was a pretty good gap. Like I pedaled across the entire park lot and did a huge 360 on this thing. And we had to film it a second time because the first time I did, I snapped my bars in half when I fell. No, Jesus. Fuck. There were red. Not bars. ideal. Yeah, yeah, not a huge surprise there then. Yeah, yeah Redline's like a racing like, company. This was like, like. two thousand and it's like two thousand seven that we filmed this video, and it was probably like fifteen twenty minutes long. It had like six different people in it. Everyone had a full part. I had the banger. Felt oh. good. Probably the only time I ever had the banger section in a video. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It ended on that milk crate to bump. That was the ender. Bar. Yeah, that was the very gotcha. last trick. Yeah, CVS, it's breeding ground for enders, especially at that time. Yeah. Austin's had one. <laughs> yeah. I've probably had one at some point. That place was amazing. Sure. People don't, like, if you didn't ride that spot, you don't get it, but that spot was fucking sick, and you never got bothered there. Agree 100%. Yeah, we did I mean, a whole podcast just talking about the CVS ledge in the beginning. Does it even exist anymore? What I do you mean, mean? The spot? It exists, no. but it's... Like it's there. It's blocked off. So what happens is, but yeah, they they welded fucking like a fence on it, basically. Yeah, there were two. To me, there were like two final blows to the CVS ledge. The first one is when they repaved it and they made the ledge smaller, because it used to be like maybe like a foot and a half tall, maybe a little more, maybe like uh probably probably a foot and a half, foot and three quarters. So. It was like a pretty small You're ledge from the beginning. Sound worse right now. No, it was it was higher on your side on the loading dock end. Yeah, we'll just we'll go with that. Yeah, it's like at least side. four or five feet, the tall side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they repaved it, and then it just became like a foot tall ledge. Like it was almost like borderline, like peg height. But it was still yeah, the but, spot. It was still it was, good. It's it slid so good. It was metal. Can't it was that. a perfect coping ledge with a little kink in it even and then it had the bump jump side it had the coping went all the way down the length of it so like skaters mm -hmm. would yes, skaters. be yeah. able to skate the whole length of it and then we had just like the corner end but it had a lot i mean it had the like the wall ride was there on top wall there was ride, the, the extension the manual pad, pad extension yeah Oh, I forgot about the manual extension pad. That's the mm -hmm. thing. Every time I think about it, like, I always forget a little detail of the spot, and then I wish it was still around. Yeah, it even had, like, I sort of the that, pole jam. I like, loading gate, though, how it was angled. You could yeah. use it as... The perfect bump so jump. Many, like, I did bump jump bar up it. I was trying to do bump jump bar to manual when I was originally filming that clip, and I couldn't mm. get it, so I did uh, the bump manual bar. But, yeah, after that, even... They welded a full like it's not even like a normal well, guardrail it's like a square guardrail 
with vertical columns that cut it off every like three so feet. You can't even grind. You the, can't even the grind the guardrail. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. do anything with it other than like hop over it. So I do want to film a clip that, there, just for in like. Between that, they had the uh, the moving. It was like the budget trucks parked there. Yeah, I forgot about that. They parked budget yeah. trucks like all the way, like blocking the parking lot up to right next to the ledge, so you mm -hmm. couldn't really ride it for a bit too. Yeah, that was like the beginning of the end. I feel like. I think we still tried to ride it, but like some idiot like broke one of the windows on one of the budget trucks. And I think they I mean, like everyone because everyone was fucking with the truck. It's like yeah, yeah. You just put this, you know, huge ass mo uh, monster truck, budget truck <laughs> there. So like you can't. It was maybe up to half of the metal grate. So mm -hmm. like you couldn't hop on the low side. Like you had to only grind the ledge. Mm. And yeah, yeah so everyone sucked. just started fucking with the trucks, and it was yep. a whole thing, but. Rest in peace. I'm still going to get a clip there. Just for the memories. Well, you, you're working on a new little edit, right? I've been working on a video, yeah. Um, I guess mainly Louis Colasione's been helping film it because I've been going out with like him and Anthony Quadros because they're kind of on a mission lately. But sort of getting sidetracked riding with all you uh, transition guys. But it's if been a good time. I'm just going to make <laughs> you guys ride street soon. Johnny's got a we list rush, with street spots on it that he wants to film. Because I'm working on a video yeah. project with Johnny now. Got a couple clips yesterday. so. Does he know you're working on it or you're just yeah. making a video of it? Justin's just oh. hiding no, in the background. I'm just thing. hiding in the bushes <laughs> with the camera. Justin, what are you doing back no. there? Nothing. Nothing. No, he, yeah, he was own, actually the one that asked special me. time. Yeah. yeah. It was an honor to be asked by the Long Island legend to film a video for him. And uh, it'll be a good time. He's like, I know he's super like committed to whatever he want like whenever he decides he's doing something he goes all in so yeah. it definitely will something will come of it because film videos is hard it's it's like a long-term commitment and uh weather and injuries and other life things get in the way and then yeah. filming stops and months later you're like i've got 40 seconds of clips like there's not much i can do with that so you give up but I think I think Johnny's gonna be pretty on it for this. I'm just gonna bring the camera yeah. to all the sessions, and you know whatever happens naturally, we'll get something. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a guest clip. Please do. Yeah, I think uh, either Actually, Bryce is gonna do his own video, or maybe he's gonna have some clips in Johnny's video. I'm not sure what the plan is, but kind of everyone's hyped on filming, so that's perfect. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've been missing all this because I haven't been around the last like month. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you missed kind of the last two weekend sessions, right? You missed like Derek's house yesterday, and then you missed the Greenport session before that, yeah. right? I worked two weekends in a row like an idiot. Yeah, I, I got to work right now though, so it's it is what it is. It's also getting into like the cold season, so we'll be doing some traveling, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel you. We got to get some trips, definitely. There'll be some Penn State and whatever else. You got to come up to that spot up in Massachusetts, the DIY spot, the indoor one. I think we're going up in two weeks. Are you talking about uh, Colby's house? Colby's spot. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, Colby's definitely. house. Colby and the Fat Tracks, the bike shop up in Longmeadow, Mass. Uh, they have a spot called, the, now they call it the Power Plant, but it's mm -hmm. like an indoor warehouse that's 
better than most skate parks, honestly. Yeah, it's, it used to have all really the green stick. ramps. Now they're renovating it, so it might. No, it still be has different. all the same ramps. They, so there was like this office, like room, and they took that down. And there was like this overhead hangout spot where they had a couch up there. They took all that down and they built like a couple quarters, a down ledge with like a rail, and uh, like a euro gap and something else. It's almost done. I know that Colby posted something with like a picture of culping in the back of his truck so i'm assuming they're putting culping on the ramp mm, very so, nice yeah so the park's just getting it. better it's, like right it's just getting alley. expanded basically yeah sweet yeah it's 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 really cool i've shot a bunch of photos there they have some really cool stuff i have a photo that um no i posted that yeah i don't really have anything i haven't posted from there um but i i have a, some photos of myself I've, of stuff i've done there too so nice it's cool you would definitely love it to be right up your alley. Definitely trying to make it at some point. So uh, we're talking about filming. Have you uh, had the camera out much, Austin? At least before, because we haven't really talked much the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I think you you sent a picture. A little bit here out with and Juan, there. maybe. Yeah, yeah just a story. Been post. trying to work on Juan's video and uh, get that going. Yeah, it's just been a little bit of a, a process, honestly, just because like the timing now it gets dark early and like by the time he's able to kind of get out and meet up, it's like, you know, the classic, like you meet up and then it's maybe, you know, some spend some time trying to warm up, think about what you want to do. And then obviously the time of getting the clip and honestly, I haven't had much luck. It's just been getting dark and you know i haven't i mean i have my light somewhere but i haven't really attempted to to bring it out also because i feel like you you were telling me that's not really good in low light so i haven't even bothered yeah it's uh it's definitely on the level of like the vx's in low light yeah. like maybe not even as good as the vx 21 but yeah i was exactly. surprised like, i haven't even tried for that reason technically i think my brother may have filmed the first clips for uh for john's video maybe because he came to um to edgewood woodview trails yeah and uh he's going to school for like film and television so he is just into cameras and filming right now so he just wanted to film at the trails he actually got hassled by like some people that work on the trails they they saw the camera bag and they were like they're like hey kid what are you doing what do you got a camera in there and they were cool about it once we like we explained but it's just funny that's like the classic you know the stereotypical trail thing even when everybody's got a phone in their pocket that can instantly present the spot to thousands of they people don't fuck with cameras but the trails just in general not not specifically woodview because they were cool with it they mm. didn't mind him filming but they just yeah. kind of they were skeptical mm. when they saw a camera bag. Like they were, you know, they wanted what to, is this yeah, object? yeah. But I get it. It's their spot. They put a lot of time in making it. So the Woodview ones are the the Ronk ones. It's uh, yeah, it's like Smithtown. Yeah, I mean the ones that we've by Rail Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't say the but actual location decent? or anything. Yeah, there's like a I new line there. It's uh. Yeah, Shoemaker's been building it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so there's like a new line. I think it's completely new. That's the main line running right now. And it's a lot of fun. Mm. 
I haven't even made it all the way to the end yet, but hopefully next session how, I'll have more luck. How do they compare to what Johnny's building in terms of like size and again, they're, they're medium. Yeah. They're smaller. They're even, yeah, they might be a tad smaller than John's, but the last jump to me is no joke. Dylan, did you go all the way down to the end and look at the last jump there? Yeah. Yeah. That one's big. Yeah, there's there's some bigger stuff there. That that line to the right that you guys weren't riding that day was is bigger, the way bigger gaps and Yep. I mean, yeah. I remember going there when I was, you know, when we were younger and stuff and walking around and they had some pretty big stuff there. Yeah, for sure. I remember when we walked like, through there, more it was all back. rocky. Do you yeah. remember there was there was like the the biggest line? I remember it was just like it seemed like it was made of gravel. Like it, there was not even any mm -hmm. hope of us yeah. trying to ride it at the time because it needed, I need a lot of work. Yeah, I think we were just there was like some there's some tabletops on the right. Mm hmm. Yeah, they're you know? still there. I think they've walk, even been like, like kind of remodeled. On the right hand side, there's some. Okay. Yep. Yep. Those are running. But one thing I've found about trails is like the way the jumps look are not really how they feel to ride, at least in terms of like difficulty and just like how much effort it takes to get over them. Like if the jumps are built right, they work as long as you land high and pump a little bit. Like it's just, it's definitely a result of uh, the skill of the builder more so than like the rider. To some extent. That's for sure. If they're built right, they work. If they're not built right, they do not work at all. Yeah, and I'm finding too even the season and the weather conditions changes how the trails ride. Like they all keep saying like how the trails are like a lot slower right now. Being the winter, being kind of like the wetter season. In the summer, they say you like, you have to use the brakes more to slow down for certain jumps. So interesting there's a whole yeah. science to it yeah yeah i don't, I don't remember the, i can't remember the last time i hit any jumps just never my trail guy now not yeah, a trail okay. guy i'm just uh trying try to explore my horizons nah you won't have a problem with that <laughs> i've been looking forward to dragging these guys out to street spots yeah so dylan i've got, got another no problem uh, riding street <laughs> I grew up riding street. I was not a transition rider when I was younger. It's all I rode was street. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like uh, before you have like a car and like money, that's kind of your only option, really. I mean, like your mom can only take you to the skate park so often before you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go ride the curbs at my high school or I'm going to pedal to the CVS ledge if you're lucky, like we were, Austin. You're from near him, Austin? Yeah, you guys live near each other. Yeah, I live a town over from him. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I feel like we've yeah. met probably back in the day, but I don't remember. Yeah, especially yeah, if we were riding saying. like Oil City at the night sessions. Yeah. It's weird because I knew Johnny at the time. He was definitely like part of the like older, like more legit crew, and we were just like the little Groms. We were just the young. Yeah, yeah we were like kind of like staying away, staying away from the the big ramps at the time, maybe. So we didn't really session session with Johnny and company, but yeah, we were definitely at the same place at the same time Yeah, back in the day. Oil City was the spot. That's where everyone was. I actually 
really enjoyed Oil City, despite the floors being literally an ice skating rink. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten yeah. hurt there too many times. Yeah, slid out so many times. It was it was so bad. Like you would, if you pedaled too hard from a your back yeah, wheel stop, would just flat. spin. Yeah, it was an ice skating rink, and they they would spread yeah, think... soda on the floors even to make it stickier. Didn't help. No, didn't change a thing. The mini ramp was treacherous. The mini was super deadly. The coping stuck it, it out had, like eight inches. Oh my god, the big side. <laughs> I have a picture yeah. of me like blasting it. And I like look back and I'm like, how did I air it that high? Yeah, I saw people ripping that thing, but Maria scared the hell out of me. Maria would rip it. Yeah. So Dylan, I've got another uh, anonymous listener question. This sh- this should be a pretty easy one. Uh how are those wheels doing? Those uh oh cross laced but not cross laced uh what are they, fly rims? We already went over this in the last podcast. Did we? Did we? I didn't yeah. remember bringing that I up. Spent twenty minutes on talking shit about how I <laughs> laced my wheels. Well, wrong. can we get an update? Uh, are I they mean, still when running? When I listened to it, I definitely remember th- this being brought up. Yeah. See, you're not even a good podcast host. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the other guy wasn't even on it, and he remembers. True, because that's the only one he listened to. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. True. This is the one you had to listen to was me and Bryce talking shit. But yeah, I you're still alive. It. The wheels have not folded under you. No, surprisingly. I'm actually about to build a new bike uh, and not buy the same rims again to make that mistake. Might it be a good me. decision. Like I said yeah. last time, I know. I, as soon as I finished building them, I was like, oh, I didn't cross-lace them. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to ride them. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think they're definitely uh, blown it out of proportion a little bit, but it is kind of funny that your rims are... Uh, potentially potentially a little weaker than they should be yeah they haven't they they've been good they don't even bend like that's why it's funny like you would think that they would like catastrophically fail already and they haven't Mm -hmm. i guess time will tell who was (laughs) let me guess was that bryce again could be could be (laughs) i don't want to reveal you know this is why johnny's my favorite to shoot pictures with bryce when you listen to this So the rims are good. The rims are good. I'm relieved. The wheels, the wheels <laughs> holding up underneath my 500 pound body. 500 pounds. That's a little excessive. So you went to Swamp Fest, didn't you? Yes, I did. How's Disneyland? Disney was expensive. <laughs> Way too expensive. And when I paid my credit card off, I almost vomited. Oh, Jesus. Uh, nah, Swamp Fest was cool, man. It was, uh, it sucked that it rained a lot, but the chaos and, like, seeing so many, so many crazy riders were there, like, between pros and just, like, people who you don't even know exist. Plus, like, we made a whole trip out of it. We kind of traveled around. We went, like I said, we went to Kona. We went to some skate park near Daytona Beach that was so sick, and no one was there. Like, not a soul. I think I posted on my story. Like, literally, it was me, Johnny, and Jocelyn. And mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, just ghost uh, town, private session. Yeah, it was great. Um, <clears throat> the fact that people did that loop rail blows my mind. I can't believe. I can't believe. Right. I, when I saw a photo, I was like, "There's no, no one's even gonna try <laughs> that." I mean, just seeing the photo, like when it was built, didn't seem real. When you got there in person, it. it it was huge, but it, it, it seemed more 
feasible than the actual loop was like the giant loop that uh the fast and loose guys built the giant loop didn't yeah. i didn't think anyone was even gonna do it and the dude who did it didn't even really do it he like got most of the way through and then free fell and landed on his tires yeah. i think you got to give some credit to uh adam penberg the dude who did it it's actually logan penberg's brother surprisingly really? yeah the dude who built the rail no 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 the dude who made it around the fast and oh, loose loop oh, i didn't know who that he was loop. The, if you watch the video, it looks like he does the loop. He kind of like he's losing traction going down it. Yeah. But he really takes his foot off because he's riding into a crowd of people that are like a couple feet away from him. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying, that, but I think that, that whole bowl setup, that infinity bowl thing was wild. I got destroyed in that thing. I ran right. Did you, set, did you go inside of it? Yeah, I wrote it. I sessioned yeah. it for a little while and I was trying to. I was well, not trying. I was airing it, and I aired and just drifted too far, and I landed. And as I was coming in, I was like, "I'm going straight for the side of the loop," and I just smashed straight Oof. into the side of the loop. Yeah, that's what seemed insane. That like riding inside of it, it was there was bumpy. just yeah. Well, so it was like made of pallets, basically, yeah. right? The frame was a pallet frame. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was like kind of like a bowl with a couple of chunks missing, and then a loop <laughs> in the middle of it. So yeah. like. If you go off course, if you get lost, which how are you not going to get lost like riding inside? Very easy to get lost. Yeah. yeah. So it's you just so ride straight into lost. like a freaking loop. Yeah. Which I didn't. Did. I saw, I saw on Instagram. I think it was today. Like some dude, I think did that. Like aired, where he's going around it and hit the the loop ramp, and had to go get stitches or something in his ear. Oh yeah, then, like, he rode straight into it and just yeah. smoked the side of it with his face. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw footage of that. That one dude did the corkscrew. So, like, Friday, they, everyone kind of showed up, and they let people, like, you know, ride the course. And Friday, like, right away, some dude did that corkscrew, like, curved wall ride thing. Second mm. try. Wow. And it, the first time he did it, he went a little too fast and, like, just got G'd out coming through the bottom. And his mm -hmm. bike went flying and almost smoked, like, a five-year-old girl riding around <laughs> with a little kick bike. Like, it missed her by, like, an inch. I like that he, like, dives into it, too. He didn't just, Jumped like, into it. literally yeah, dive down into the bottom to, a, like, yeah. a corkscrew downward spiral. Yeah. Wild. I was, like, going there. I was like, I'll do that. And then I got up on top and looked at it. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fucking... Every year, it just gets crazier and crazier. How did you survive the mayhem? it was, like, pretty mayhem? tame from what everyone else said for really? like the chaos wise like yeah, i heard that very, from a few people too tame. there wasn't as many people as past years seemed like there were plenty of fireworks being lit off on ground level <laughs> dude while me and johnny i think i might have told you this we were standing it. there and they were taking like gigantic mortars that you put in like the big tubes and they were just lighting them and throwing them into the crowd yeah at Jesus one Christ. point one lands like four feet away from us and me and Johnny look at each other and look at it, and this girl goes, that's not, that's a, not mortar. a mortar. And as yeah. she's saying that, it explodes. And just I just saw like a flash of white, and then everyone started running. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a little little much. I think I'm going to yeah. wear like safety glasses if I make it for <laughs> yeah, the next right. one. They were throwing propane tanks into the fire. Fuck. Holy that's fuck. sketchy. That's really sketchy. That's like <laughs> a fucking grenade. Yeah. And and they're the the owners of the property are cool with it. They're like, yeah, let's do it again. They're doing it again in April, like April first or second, whatever it is. Yeah, because oh, they're wow. trying not to wait a full, you know, like year and a half, whatever, to start it again. 
they're trying yeah. to like get it back in on track as like a April event. Kinda, yeah. right? That's the deal. Yeah, they usually do it then because like there's right before the rainy season mm-hmm. in Florida. How did your uh, wow. your packing situation go? Trying to come back. I hear they uh, caught us with our bikes. You got they caught, caught us with our bikes. You're trying to yeah, smuggle right. beer into your bag, also, which uh, yeah. which weighed they it down a little the bit. Beers. They didn't find the beer. Yeah, it was five pounds overweight. They didn't find the beer, but they caught Johnny. Walked up to the counter to weigh the bag, and she's like, "What's in the bag?" He goes, "Oh, golf, uh, golf sports clubs. equipment, goes, golf a clubs, big bag for golf clubs." And she's just like, "He's like, yeah, yeah, golf clubs." And she like, kind of looks at us, and we're all wearing like skinny jeans and Vans. And she's like, "Open the bag." Wow. And he like kind of looks at me and then like looks back at her and he like opens it a little bit. She goes, open it all the way. And like our bags have like that fold, that flap on the inside. So the bike's underneath yeah. it. And she's like, yeah. pull that pack. She goes, it looks like a bicycle, not golf clubs. And she kind of looks at all of us. She goes, I'm going to assume all of you have bikes. And it was a $75 extra charge. Wow. It's fucked up. I don't think I've ever had anyone tell me to open up the bag before. Yeah. I've never had to open the bag. Yeah. I've just always no. denied, deny, deny. That's and crazy. then yeah. they push it through. So that's a bummer. She was saying that that the 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 chick was like, oh, you know, like I could, you know, not let you guys fly because like you're trying to like hide stuff from us. And I was like, lady, I just want to go home. I've been in Florida for a week and a half. I'm done with it. I mean, the the fact that they charge extra when it's like, I mean, it just makes no sense. If this like if this is golf clubs and it weighs the same as a bike and everything, and you're gonna charge me for it. But just knowing that there's a bike in it, you charge extra when it's like, yeah, when it's those golf clubs is okay. I think anything yeah, under 50 pounds should be fair game, they, as long yeah, as it's not she like said explosive. It's because the bike is oversized. And I was like, I've flown with hockey equipment, and my bag is bigger than the bag I brought with my yeah, bike in it. Mm-hmm. My brother's a goalie in hockey. He's flown with his bag. They don't charge you extra. Damn. Flown with snowboards. I've flown with a lot of stuff. Skis, you know, never had a problem. And I think it's, it's probably bigger My bikes. snowboard's not huge. I mean, you can see in the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's decent size. It's like almost, you know, five, almost six feet tall. But yeah, I think it's probably like larger bikes fuck it up for us. Because if you're flying with like a 27 yeah. and a half or, you know, like a mountain road bike. bike I can see. Yeah. Even those yeah. road bikes weigh less than our BMX bikes. Yeah, they weigh nothing, fiber. but the, just the rims are bigger. So the bag is. I wouldn't want to fly bigger. with a carbon fiber road bike. No, no, my They've friends my always come beat up. They my on the flight into Florida. Yep. We started, not I started putting my bike together, and I was trying to tighten my chain, and I like spun my cranks, and the sprocket went like four different directions. I was like, oh, Fuck. you got to What I always do with flying with bikes, I'll just go to Home Depot and I get the foam pipe insulation, mm-hmm. and I just cut down the length of it so it it's like has an opening, and I just mm-hmm. put pipe insulation around like pretty much all the tubing and like in between anything that's touching and at least it keeps your bike from coming back with like the major dents which a lot of times are like self-inflicted because it's like your fork pressing up against your frame or your bars against the frame yeah i put i put my helmet over my head to put Mm -hmm. up i left my gyro on and put a ziploc bag over it so it didn't get like dirtier than it already is seemed to protect it but it didn't protect my sprocket so i think uh that story too is like a pretty good vote for like the those odyssey sized bags now was it yeah. like the gary young signature yeah, bag like, or like the odyssey and then the we the people one too i don't know what the size of the some, we the people one i haven't seen it yet 
there was some Canadian people there, and I was bullshitting with them. They were from Vancouver, and they were saying they just use hockey bags. So I think next mm-hmm. time I'm just gonna use a hockey bag. Yeah, it makes sense. But like, uh, I borrowed the Odyssey bag. I think it's called like the like Freebird bag or something like that. Do you know Austin? The flight the bird, one the that comes bird. out with normal luggage, or yeah, the one that goes in with normal luggage. You whatever it? it is. I yeah, I borrowed it to um. I guess it was to fly to California, and it was a pain. From who? Huh? Who's was I it? I think Lewis. Lewis gave it to me. Oh. So it's a pain in the ass because you have to fully dismantle I mean, your bike, yeah, you have to fully, like everything. Yeah. Like you have to basically like you're building up the bike from scratch. But when you mm-hmm. when you do it right, it fits in perfectly, and the bag looks so tiny that like when I put it in, when I put it on the scale. The the guy at the counter didn't look twice at it. He just like yeah underweight, just spit it through, no questions asked. So definitely would prefer to but go that I, route. The only the only thing with that bag is I heard that they're a little flimsy. Like, you know, zi- like zippers, the zipper and stitching on this one. Yeah. yeah, that actually that was a problem that I had, yeah. and I just hand stitched it back for Lewis because I felt bad, but. <laughs> But yeah, flying sure with bikes sucks. I'm sure he didn't care. Nah, he wasn't. He wasn't bummed. He was glad that I fixed it for him, though. But yeah, hockey bag. Gotta try. Hockey bag. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can be pricey bag. though, right? What's up? They can be pretty pricey though, right? Because I, the um, first time I, I flew like with a the leather bike, leather bower, which is like a hockey company, and it's a large it's not i don't think it was it might have been less than 200 for my k golf bag mm-hmm. for my bike like yeah is it just a big duffel bag yeah mine's my hockey bag is a big duffel bag mm-hmm. i did a weird thing before i flew bucks. to barcelona right 90 bucks know. that's not bad that's reasonable because no. i went out and bought a i went to a military surplus store and i bought the biggest bag they had and it only cost like 40 bucks but it was not great for traveling with a bike especially because it didn't have wheels yeah. and i think i like I mean, tied a rope on it to make like a shoulder strap it was it was a pain in the ass like definitely mm-hmm. want wheels if you're traveling with a bike yeah the hockey bags are wheeled i'm assuming mine's not no nah. you get made fun of if you have a wheelie bag in hockey <laughs> well at least we're not using it for hockey just yeah. bring a hand truck buy one at the airport ditch it there yeah so when does your uh, cooking show drop Dylan when does my what your cooking show I cook chef Dylan's kitchen know. yeah I, I'm talking to the networks right now and we're just You're in, in talks yeah yeah, it's like you versus Guy Fieri. Yeah. Stiff competition. That's, that's my dad. <laughs> he could be. Yeah. <laughs> could. But no, nah, dude, you cooked a mean steak the other night. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was not the way I would typically do it because none of you like pink meat, apparently. But Oh. <laughs> I, I'll do either. I'll do either way, but I kind of don't like nah, when the steak is still mooing. So did you make sure... Is, is it... Is it well done? It tastes disgusting when it's not when it's well done. So. 
Austin, are you are you uh, are you a pink uh, in your meat? I, I mean, guy? to an extent, you know, like medium, I'm good with, but anything really under like medium rare, I usually like it a little bit more cooked. Okay, I would say I would say medium is like a good like. I'm happy with a that. little bit of pink. You like a little yeah. light touch of yeah. pink. It's, that's where the flavor is, man. All yeah. the flavor cooks out when you cook it past that. Yeah, but when it's like you cut it and just, I don't know. I, I, I do can, I, I understand people's gripe with the whole rare and black and blue, but you need, you need a little bit of pink for this, for some flavor. I can I do it. I understand bit, yeah. it. Yeah. I just don't like when the, your steak is like bleeding. That just, mm. it's not appetizing to look at. Not well, into it. That's because people are cutting it too early. You gotta let meat, whether it's yeah, pork, you gotta get it whatever. Rest. You gotta let it sit yeah. for like 10, 15 minutes and then you cut it. Interesting. Things I didn't think I'd be uh learning on this podcast. <laughs> I'm on BMX podcast talking about <laughs> talking about steaks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean steak and BMX kind of go together pretty well. Does it though? I feel like most guys are like vegans nowadays. That's a good point. There is a lot of vegans in the game this these days. I don't know how you have the like energy to ride without like a good protein source, but I guess yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there's guys like uh, I don't know. JJ Palmier is not even a vegan anymore. I I think he's on the steak again. Yeah. So yeah, you you need you need a little bit pro. If you're not gonna eat like. A lot of carbohydrates, I guess. You, you need pro- no. It doesn't matter. You need protein. You need a little yeah. bit. Even if you try to supplement, it's still it's tough. Yeah, chicken's not going to do it for you. You need a little bit of red meat. Yeah, I feel like JJ was an interest. Like, I mean, I always found it interesting because he was, you know, like a super. I, like, I feel like he was a raw vegan, maybe, you know, some years ago, and then to now where he eats meat and has a relatively like well-rounded diet i guess but it's interesting hearing like when he talks about it and stuff or like you see his instagrams about it and stuff it's like he's it's not someone who's just like oh yeah like fuck meat i'm vegan for whatever reason but like he's kind of done both and he's come to the conclusion like yeah like this is why i do this now this is why i reincorporated meat and and yeah i don't know I've dated girls that are quote unquote vegans and they all end up eating meat at some point. Yeah. All right, hit me with the next shitty question. Justin. The next shitty question? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. You got any questions, you Austin? Any you had two? I had a few in my head. Yeah. No, I'm talking <laughs> I about saw you, I saw you thinking over there. No, I'm talking tried. about from the shitheads. From the shitheads, uh, nothing specifically. They, those they those are two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you gonna ride with us that. again? Because next weekend, I think Johnny's going to Baltimore to go to like uh, patio yes, trails. So he's going to no, he's going to Beltway in Baltimore. Beltway. Okay. I was trying to go with him because I'm going to be in Southern Jersey, which isn't going to be far, but I think I'm going to bail. Hmm, gotcha. Depends. If I get back and he's got room in the car, maybe I'll hop in with him. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. feel like I'm uh, not, pushing my luck, next, riding all these I trails. I was trying to go snowboarding next weekend, but I don't think that's going to happen either. 
you got like a whole winter to do that. So like, what's yeah, the rush? First, first week of like the season, basically. Oh, so just like mm. get it started. Yeah. I used to snowboard way more. I used to go like 40 times a year. I used to go every weekend. But then I started riding and getting stopped. Where would you go? Because I, I feel like it's like it's a challenge to, to like Vermont. Yeah. Basically, I come home from work on Friday, put all my stuff in the truck and get on the ferry and go up and Jeez. stay for the weekend. I have a cousin who lives in Killington, so I'd go up there, right. Mount Snow, which you can like day trip Mount Snow. It's only like four and a half, five hours away. Hmm. It's not insane. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes driving back, you just oh, get in sucks. hot water, though. Like, it's never the estimated no. time. Even yesterday. I always take the ferry. I think it took us like, like five hours, five and a half, maybe. Driving back on a Saturday night. It's rough. Go to Mount Snow. Dude. Just from uh from like the Philadelphia area, I think we're like uh, a little bit like north of Philly, but you were got you you were at, you were in the Poconos at probably a Camelback. Mm-hmm. That mountain's cool. It's good for beginners. Jeez, yeah, it was the first cool. the first uh place I ever snowboarded. Uh, and, same, uh, same here. Oh, uh, it wasn't the. F- I, I I went when I was a kid a couple times with my parents, but yeah, when I got back into it again, I went with my brother to Camelback. But it's it's okay. It's it's all fake. It's something, snow, yeah. So it's like grainy as fuck. I think luckily, even the most like serious trail there, slope, whatever, was pretty tame because I was not yeah. really comfortable on a board. But I was like, oh, I can probably ride like the Black Diamond trail <laughs> and i pretty much just bombed it straight down yeah a, like a was going there like their race course there is a blue in vermont mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i think that probably saved me but like my first yeah. time made it down the black diamond alive without any sort of board control like could barely turn and basically when i got to a certain speed i was not comfortable turning so i just bombed it full speed straight down the hill to the bottom of the lift and barely barely survived white knuckle on it the whole way exactly yeah that's kind of how it feels like riding dirt jumps for like the first time though like Uh. it seems so deadly and like you watch dudes like johnny and todd just like cruising through the lines like it's so casual and like they do mess up here and there but like it's such an accomplishment for me just to like make it over like three jumps in a row. It's just it's just crazy how like no, natural it's, it's it becomes. Definitely one of the coolest feelings in BMX is floating through the woods like that. Yep. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's definitely a lot of fun. So yeah, hit me up if you're gonna go snowboarding. Yeah, let's definitely be let's cool to plan a trip. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get other people to go. Bryce has gone a few times. I've never gone with him. Uh, I know Johnny said he would try it. I would love to see him be bad at something. Uh-huh. Um, would, I mean, he would probably he'd probably be a pro obsess and figure it out yeah. in a day. He'd yeah, he gets to the bottom of the hand of a Red Bull helmet. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nah, when I'm back, I'm trying snowboarding's to go snowboarding. Fun shit. Yeah, if you're gonna be up here in December, we should try to. Yeah. If you have a board, if I might have an extra one. I I borrow from uh, my cousin. Yeah, if you if or, you're coming up in December, yeah. we should definitely uh, do a little BMX yeah. snowboard trip. That'd be sick. For sure. Let's do it. 
Yeah, I, I remember. I think my first time I ever went snowboarding was at Hunter Mountain. Hunter's fucking Hunter solid, right? Yeah, yeah. it's the steepest verticals in New York. Hunter, yeah. it's hard to ride. It's not easy to. It's very icy. It's steep. It's hard to ride. It's fun though. The North Face, the newer side, is really good. There's some good runs. On yeah, the North it's been face. a while since I've been back there, but like that was, I mean, some years ago now. But since then, at least once a year, go to like with some of my family to Okimo. Okimo's great too. Yeah. Spend like a little weekend there, at least once if you, a year. So Okimo, if you go a little bit past, you go to Killington, which is my favorite mm-hmm. mountain on the East Coast, yeah. easily. And you drive past Okimo to get to Killington. Like you drive right past the entrance, and oh, that's okay. like another mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okimo is really good, but Killington is just a whole nother level. Yeah, it seems like the that's beast. the spot, like yeah. one of the best spots on the East Killington. Coast. So, yeah, I'm definitely down for a little little snowboard trip. We'll rent yeah. like a Airbnb or something, go for the weekend. Yeah. Definitely sure. down. So That'll we're be... planning uh, snowboarding trips. Maybe it's a good time <laughs> to end the podcast. <laughs> you got any other uh, any other questions? No, I think we're good. I think uh, we'll we'll have to line something up for when Austin's here. Either you and others, just you. We'll figure something out. Yeah, I mean, we'll do I, this again sometime. I'm I'm pretty boring, so having having some other people to make fun of would be. Uh, would be good. Nah, you're pretty interesting, I had a dude. Bryce, me and you, and, and gang. But <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting, interesting experience to say the least. Yeah. Interesting crew. For sure. Yeah. Also with a, a very, live audience. Yeah. Sleeping with, in bunk beds. Yeah. Lex and Ange. Lex and Ange sleeping <laughs> yep. in the background. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we we'll set something up. If For when sure. you get here, we'll if. Whether if if we can't go snowboarding and it's nice enough, we'll we'll ride and shoot some stuff. Sounds sure. good. We'll definitely get some breaks in the snow. Yeah, I mean it's not that far away. It's only a month. Yeah, it's only a month. How Come long are you soon? back for? Mm, I'm thinking maybe to like March. Oh, you're gonna stay for a while. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, probably till March. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, usually we just we'll end. a lot of hunting sessions. Probably. Yeah. Hopefully. With gloves and eight layers of clothes. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you're going to be up here, we'll go, we'll do some traveling. I mean, if you're going to be here for, for a sure. while, why not travel? Yeah. You know? Definitely. We got to do something. Come to Long Island and leave right away because nothing to ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good move. It's the best way to do it. <laughs> All right. So normally right. we just uh, shout out the Instagrams. Before we go, so uh, where are you on Instagram? You got I two at Dylan O'Leary and at underscore JDO photo. JDO photo, JDO photo with an underscore, right? Yeah, in the beginning. That's the one? Yeah. In the beginning? Yeah, I know it had some weird underscore snuck in there. Yeah, I had to. That's the only option I had. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Yeah, it does. Well, when those pictures <laughs> suck, they make you put an underscore in front of it. Damn. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you could find Austin at Austin underscore Mazer, because I have to say oh, his so he's apparently got an underscore too, man. Yeah, but he's <laughs> got it in between his his name. Yeah, it's, oh, different. it's a little bit better. Yeah, a little better. I'm on Instagram at Jacobly. Uh, there's an Instagram for the podcast at Sore Losers BMX Podcast. Um, also, thanks to uh, my friend's band Rose Parade for the intro song. I actually got to see them live. Um, at their first gig a couple weeks ago 
That yeah, was fucking went to AMH, awesome. Right? Went to Amityville Music Hall. Yeah, had an Amityville uh, IPA. That was good as hell. It was a good time. That's awesome. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go ride your bicycle. Boonga. <laughs>